that on Friday the government announced that those changes would come into place uh, when it comes to um, those border entries and no longer needing a border, border entry form when entering the Northern Territory. So essentially you no longer need to be double vaxxed to travel from interstate. Now the change though has many questioning why we are continuing with check-ins and other mandates when the government's totally relaxed the borders. Now the CEO of Hospitality here in the Northern Territory, Alex Bruce, joins me on the line right now. Good morning to you, Alex. Good morning, Katie. It's official. Your local watering hole is now the front line in the COVID culture wars. It sounds that way, Alex. Like, were you surprised when the government came out and announced, well, they didn't actually come out. They sent out a press release on Friday afternoon saying that those border entry requirements were no longer needed. Um, But, you know, uh, the hospitality industry is obviously going to be having to check that everyone's vaccinated still. Look, it it did make sense that the border form was lifted in line with the international borders opening today, Um, but we very much expected to see the check-in app, the now redundant check-in system that they're not even using, uh, scrapped as well. Um, You know, we just heard from the Minister, you did a pretty good interview, but she tried her best not to answer anything directly with you. Um, You know, the same logic applies that we're high-vaxxed, that bugger all people were crossing the border that were low-vaxxed, yet we have to patrol it in our mm. pubs still. Talk about a double standard, Katie. Well, and this is, I think, what's got people quite concerned at the moment. They're wondering, you know, why are we in a situation where you're still having a check-in, where you still have a mandate for people to get triple vax to be able to go to work, but you're allowed to travel into the Territory? That's it. So you can probably come and socialise with Territorians at the local swimming pool or the local council library, You may or may not be able to get a beer, but you definitely won't be able to get a job with us. Isn't that just bizarre? Yeah, and this is, I think, at the moment, there's some real confusion around the place. A lot of people sort of wondering why we need some rules and not others. Alex, what impact is this going to have now? Is it going to change in any way, do you think, when it comes to staff in hospitality having to check people's vaccination status? Oh, look, we just want equity across the system. Remember two years ago, everyone was sitting around the fire with a guitar saying we're all in this together. Um, We're now, you know, feeling like we're right out on the limb. There is no science that backs up that a licensed versus an unlicensed cafe carries more risk. There is no science that treats an outdoor licensed cafe like a heaving, steaming nightclub, but we ignore the gyms. You know, you can poke holes in this every which way. And our advice to government on this is, you know, the longer that they keep redundant systems in place, it really does start to impact the public confidence in the public health response and start to look more about control than health. Alex, it sounds as though you're starting to get quite pissed off about it all, to be blunt. Oh, look, Katie, last week, uh, Dr Nick Coatesworth, former Deputy Chief Medical Officer of Australia, you know, so the scientist, the expert, he knows what he's talking about. He let the cat out of the bag. Uh, COVID, especially the current strain, is now less concerning than the flu. Uh, he's calling for an immediate end for all masks in classrooms as a priority. Uh, you know, why, why are we indoctrinating our kids to be fearful to socialise and grow up normally, Katie? Well, I guess some listening this morning, though, will say, you know, we've now got 15 deaths as a result of, uh, of COVID. Uh, many of those did have underlying health issues, but um, there is a real impact within our hospitals at the moment as well. There is, um, and that impact is 30% less hospitalisation than there was two weeks ago. That's 51 less people in hospital than there were two weeks ago with, not due to COVID. 
The government has never declared how many people are popping up in their stats with COVID, but with underlying issues. You know, we heard from the nurses' union last week that someone that goes in with a broken leg clogs up a hospital bed for seven days Mm. if they test asymptomatic positive, you know. Um, We really need to be interrogating this stuff more. But, yeah, we're 30% better off. And we've got one or two people in ICU, as we have by and large for the last two months with COVID. So is it everyone that is advocating that position and the government that's defending it, are they saying one or two people in our ICU system with COVID is too much for our system to cope with? It doesn't sound like a very robust system, Katie. Now, Alex, you've been calling for a couple of weeks now for this check-in system to be scrapped. Why is this so important that, that you know you feel as though it needs to go? Obviously, listening to the health minister this morning, sounds like the check-in system is going to be the system required to, to you know make sure people are vaccinated. Well, you don't need to. If they're, if they're going to maintain the Vax passport on us, um, almost exclusively on one section of the society, which we don't think is fair or just all backed up by the science. Uh, but if they were going to do that, there are those government apps on both iPhone and Android phones directly from. You can download your Medicare data. So we don't need the Territory check-in app at all. And if they're going to scrap it from, you know, Coles, Woolies, petrol stations, f- fair enough. You know, it is absolutely not doing anything. The generic message you get is if you've got symptoms, please get tested. Mm. How about they just calm everything down, put that on some bus wraps and drive them around town? Alex, what impact, like when you talk about some of the different venues, especially when you go, all right, well, if you've got a cafe that doesn't serve alcohol, you don't need to be checking people's vaccination status. But if you do serve alcohol, my understanding is that you then do need to be checking their vac status. What kind of impact does that have on some of our businesses? Are some businesses being forced? to employ additional security to check that people are checking in? Some are. A lot more are very, very concerned that, you know, people can probably get around the rules if they want to, um, and so therefore the liability doesn't just rest with that individual that keeps getting threatened with a $5,500 fine, but any business that's not taking reasonable steps to enforce these mandates can get a $25,000 fine. So that's hanging over the heads. You know, we're not comfortable about it. More and more of our customers aren't comfortable about it and starting to question more and more the absolute futility of it all. Mm. So, you know, we we just think, um, you know, for the government, don't hold on to your control and your restrictions too long. Um, we, we need a clear change of approach. Alex, just finally, these international borders are opening today. It's obviously a good thing. Um, is industry fairly excited or sort of cautious? I'm assuming that there's not huge numbers of people arriving, but we'll find out more when we catch up with the airport in, in just a short time. But how are you guys feeling this morning? Oh, look, it's positive. It's been two years coming, and, and, and particularly, you know, so Glenn and Daniel's broader membership out in the tourism space, TTE and Tourism Central Australia, you know, a lot of these businesses have been all but dormant or hibernating for a couple of years. So hopefully they're, they're planning to gear back up and, and, and have a good season this year. For us, we just want um, as simple a rules uh, to follow as possible and, and not the chopping and changing that we're still getting. Well, Alex Bruce, it's all getting a bit confusing. It has been for quite some time, but, uh, yeah, we'll wait and see exactly when the government makes some changes. It didn't sound like they're uh, planning to do anything in a real hurry, did it? Look, it didn't, but we're still waiting for the CHO direction for the employee mandate that was announced weeks and weeks ago. So, you know, maybe that is a sign that behind the scenes they're they're starting to read the room a little bit. Uh, You know, the community's views on this are changing and they're changing for the better. Um, Let's all just carry 
carry on and, 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 and have a cracking year. Yeah, let's see how we go. Alex Bruce, the uh, Hospitality NT CEO, always appreciate your time. Thanks for chatting with me this morning. Cheers, Katie. All Thank the best. you.